God doesn't know his new girlfriend is going to be forced to go to the other useless side of the universe in a week's time. Oh, Robbie, where are you now? Well, I know where you are now, actually. But is this any time to go away unexpectedly on a footy trip? 7.18pm. I can't believe that after all the time it has taken to trap the SG, all the makeup I have had to buy, the trailing about, popping up unexpectedly when he was out anywhere, all that planning gone to waste, I finally get him to snog me, number six, and he says, let's see each other, but keep it quiet for a bit. And at that moment, with classic poo timing, Mooty says... We're off to New Zealand next week. My eyes are all swollen up like mice eyes from crying. Even my nose is swollen. It's not small at the best of times, but now it looks like I've got three cheeks. Marvellous. Thank you, God. 9pm. I'll never get over this. 9.10pm. Time goes very slowly when you are suicidal. 9.15pm. I put sunglasses on to hide my tiny mincers. They are new ones that Mum bought me in a pathetic attempt to interest me in going to Kiwi Agogo land. They looked quite cool, actually. I looked a bit like one of those French actresses who smoke galoises and cry a lot in between snogging Gerard Depardieu. I tried a husky French accent in the mirror. And then, when I was, how you say, une teenager, mes parents, mes très très horriblement parents, take me to Nouvelle-Zélande. Ah, merde. At which point I heard Mum coming up the stairs and had to leap into bed. She popped her head round the door and said, Georgie, are you asleep? I didn't say anything. That would teach her. As she left, she said, I wouldn't sleep in the sunglasses if I were you. They might get embedded in your head. What kind of parenting was that? Mum's medical knowledge was about as good as Dad's DIY. And we had all seen his idea of a shed before it fell down on Uncle Eddie. Eventually, I was drifting off into a tragic sleep when I heard shouting coming from next door's garden. I looked out of my window and saw the lights on in Mr and Mrs next door's greenhouse. They were banging and shouting and throwing things about. Is this really the time for noisy gardening? They have no consideration for those who might want to sleep because they have tragedy in their life. Mucho excitemundo. Police raid. 12.10am. When the doorbell rang, I shot out of bed and looked down the stairs. Mum had opened the door wearing a nightdress that you could quite easily see through, even if you didn't want to, which I certainly didn't. There was a policeman standing at the door, holding a sack up in front of him at arm's length, and his trousers were shredded round the ankles. Is this your bloody cat? he inquired, not very politely for a public servant. Mum said, well, I, uh, I ran down the stairs and went to the door. Good evening, Constable. This cat, is it about the size of a small Labrador? He said, 
Yes. I nodded encouragingly and went on. And has it got tabby fur and a bit of its ear missing? PC Plod said, Er, uh, yes. And I said, No, it's not him then, sorry. Which I thought was very funny. The policeman didn't. This is a serious business, young lady. Mum was doing her tutting thing again and combining it with head-shaking and bazooma-adjusting. I thought the policeman might be distracted by her and say, Go and put some clothes on, madam. But he didn't. He just kept going on at me. This thing has had your neighbours penned up in their greenhouse for an hour. They managed to dash into the house eventually, but then it rounded up their poodles. Yes, he does that. He's half Scottish wildcat. He hears the call of the wilds sometimes, and then he... You should keep better control of it. He went moaning on in a policeman-y way until I said, as patiently as I could, Look, I'm being made to go to Wangamata by my parents. It is at the other, more useless side of the universe. It is in New Zealand. Have you seen neighbours? Is there nothing you can do for me? My mum gave me her worst look and said, Don't start, Georgia. I'm not in the mood. The policeman didn't seem in the mood either. He said, This is a serious warning. You keep this thing under control. Otherwise, we will be forced to take sterner measures. I didn't say anything as I took the wiggling sack. I just looked ironically at his chewed trousers. As soon as he left... Mum went berserk about Angus. She said, he'll have to go. I said, oh yes, perfect. Just take everything that I love and destroy it. Just think of your own self and make me go halfway round the universe and lose the only boy I love. You can't just leave sex gods, you know. They have to be kept under constant surveillance and... She had gone into her bedroom... Angus strolled out of the bag and strutted around the kitchen looking for a snack. He was purring like two tanks. Libby wandered in all sleepy. Her nighttime nappy was bulging round her knees. The last thing I needed was a poo explosion at this time of night. So I said, Go tell Mummy about your pooey nap-naps, Libby. But she just said, Shh, bad boy, and went over to Angus. She kissed him on the nose and then sucked it before she dragged him off to bed. I don't know why he lets her do anything she likes with him. He almost had my hand off the other day when I tried to take his plate away and he hadn't quite finished. Monday, July 17th, 11am. I am feeling sheer desperados. It's a day and a half now since I snogged the sex god. I think I have snog withdrawal. My lips keep puckering up. I have to find a way of not going to Kiwi Agogo land. I went on hunger strike this morning. Well, apart from a jammy dodger. 2pm. Phone rang. Mum yelled up at me. Gee, will you get that, love? I'm in the bath. I pretended not to hear. Dragged myself up from my bed of pain and went all the way downstairs and picked up the phone. I said, Hello, Heartbreak Hotel here. All I could hear was crackle, crackle, surf, swish, swish, 
So I shouted, Hello, hello, hello! A faraway voice said, Bloody hell! It was my father, or Fati as I call him, phoning from New Zealand. He was, as usual, in a bad mood. Why did you shout down the phone? My ears are all ringing now. I said, reasonably enough, because you didn't say anything. I did. I said hello. Well, I didn't hear you. Well, you can't have been listening properly. How can I not listen properly when I'm answering the phone? I don't know, but if anyone can manage it, you can. I put the phone down because he can grumble on like that for centuries if you let him. I shouted, Mooty, there's a man on the phone. He claims to be my dear Fatty, but I don't think he is because he was quite surly with me. Mum came out of the bathroom with her hair all wet and dripping and in just a bra and pants. She really has got the most gigantic bazoomers. I'm surprised she doesn't topple over. I said, I'm at a very impressionable age, you know. She gave me her worst look. Again. And grabbed the phone. As I went through the door, I could hear her saying, Hello, darling. What? I know. Oh, I know. You needn't tell me that. I have her all the time. It's a nightmare. That's nice talk, isn't it? As I point out to anyone who will listen, i.e. no one, I didn't ask to be born. I'm only here because she and Fati... Ugh. Anyway, I won't go down that road. In my room, 2.10pm. I could hear her rambling on to Dad, going, hmm...